Good morning, and you're tuned into another edition of the Morning Motivational Moment. I'm Malik, and sit back on this experience we call the virtual sofa. Relax, enjoy yourself. Remember, today is two for Tuesdays, and we have Jack back. So, Jack, today we're just going to talk about the simple things of life. And when I say simple, I'm talking about those things that affect us. Age, health. Just normal everyday living conditions and life itself. So today we're just going to keep it simple, brother, and just talk about those things that are important to us as human beings. What do you think? Absolutely. So for the listening audience, as you remember, if you tuned into Two for Tuesdays before, you know that Jack is on his morning walk, um, getting that exercise in. Actually, to tell you the truth, because you know what? Part of simplistic living, I think, is is being truthful. Absolutely. And right now, I'm not out the door yet. I'm, I'm a little behind, and it's okay. I'm not too worried about it. But uh, you give me three minutes, and I will be. Well, the, well, these three minutes we're going to talk just to remind the audience. It is 525 uh, in the morning, and so we get up early when we do this. So Jackson is way out, and, and why not just talk about the things that are real? So as you're getting ready to get out, Jack, um, I'll talk about... Weight. So for me, like many other people, weight has been a factor in these latter, in, in you know, my 50s now, in the latter state, in the, the stages where I am now. I won't say the latter. Okay, um, so, so, well, real quick then. Mm-hmm. Since we're, we're talking about weight, we are talking about age, maybe we should share our ages. Right, so I'm 51, and you are? I will be 58 in 30 days. 58 and 30 days. Jack, you look good, man. 29, 29 days, brother. 29. I'm not even on October 4th. I will be 58. Wow. You look good. Well, let me say, I... Um, hey, uh, thank you, brother. And, and you're looking good, too. <laughs> well, I appreciate you. So, my... You know, it seemed like after I hit 45, for me, um... It seemed like I would gain weight and then it would be harder to take it off. But once I hit about 48, 49, it became so much harder. It would seem like I could work out and nothing would move. The scale wouldn't even move itself. And so what I started to do was just get sometimes get a little disappointed and become all right, complacent. This is just who I am. But this is not who I am. So I started the fast to the <clears throat> to the audience. I started the fast. The, okay. So I eat for eight hours. I usually start my fast either at 11 or 12 o'clock. And no, excuse me. 
I, I, I eat for, at 11 to 12 o'clock, I start eating until seven, six or seven that evening. And then after seven o'clock, I fast till the next day at 11 or 12 o'clock. So if I do 11 o'clock, it's, it's, it's eight hours or less. Excuse me, if I do it, yeah, if I do 11 o'clock, it's eight hours or less of eating after 11. If it's 12 o'clock, it's eight or less hours. So if I do 12 o'clock, the max I can eat is till eight, obviously. And if I do 11 o'clock, the max I can eat is till seven. But I always give myself that window of either six or seven. So if it's 11, I eat till six. If it's 12, I'll eat till seven. And then I won't eat anything through the rest of the evening and then through the night. And that gives the cardiovascular time to digest that food before bed, three or four hours before bed. It gives the, uh, it doesn't produce any extra insulin in the body because there's no food that has to be break, broken down because three or four hours of, the, of digestion has already taken place before I go to bed. And I found so that. So, Malik, so what you would be doing is really what, what I guess the health world calls intermittent fasting. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly what so, I'm doing. So it's 16 hours off, eight hours on. Exactly. Eight hours on with, with food and 16 off. Eight hours on with food and six, eight hours max, no more than eight. So I would say seven to eight hours on with food and then okay. 16, 16 to 17 hours off with no food. The only thing, if I want something to drink, it'll just be water, maybe water with a lemon, no sugar. You can have tea without any okay. sugar or, but I wouldn't have, I don't have any coffee unless people have coffee with no sugar. Uh, for okay. me, it's just water with lemon. And I, and Jack, I have found that I'm so refreshed. I have literally found that I have more energy. I'm starting to feel like I did when I was in my 30s or maybe even 20, well, I'm gonna exaggerate. I would definitely say 30s. Um, okay. I, I don't require as much sleep and my stamina brother has changed. Well, I think that's uh, something extremely you know, the way we consume food. Uh, and I think that a lot of us, if we're going through life, as, as we get a little older, we tend to start looking at things differently because our bodies react much differently. Mm -hmm. uh, they slow, you know, our metabolism slows down. Uh, weight stays on a little longer. I mean, the natural source of energy that we once had at 20 years old, 30, where you could basically, you know, get four hours, five hours of sleep and, and, and be great. It, it, you can't do that and mm -hmm. get into your, you know, your mid-40s and your mid-50s. It just, uh, there's a natural slowing down of your energy. But as you say, there are things that you can do to increase that. And one of those is uh, intermittent fasting, letting our bodies, you know, have long periods of time to digest food or to have no food in the system. And, uh, you know, I can't say for sure that I, I know, like, the health benefits and things like that from, let's say, a doctoral standpoint of view. But from, you know, the, the doctors and the other people I have spoken with, uh, you know, people in the health field, they say that uh, it, it does 
if you increase that in glue number one, uh, it does allow your body to kind of cleanse itself. Which, you know, it's extremely important. And, uh, you know, I think that's one of the natural ways that's available to all of us. You know, raise our energy and maintain our health. Well, it's interesting because I did read up, I did some reading on it, and it does improve cardiovascular health. Uh, the thing that I read talked about when we talk about sugar intake and glucose and people with diabetes. Now, pre-diabetes, I should say, because people with diabetes should follow an eating regimen that is healthy. And the reason why it's different because the body, I believe, in, in their case, produces sugar if they're needing to eat and don't eat. So it's not recommended for people that in the have existing diabetes to do this uh, intermittently. They have to do it under the care of a doctor with people that could be pre-diabetes, meaning the doctor thinks that you're very close to having diabetes. It could be beneficial for you. It could be beneficial for those that have any cardiovascular issues, high blood pressure, um, you know, any heart-related issues, having, you know, issues with high cholesterol it's beneficial for high cholesterol Correct. and then so if the body is not eating three or four hours also before you go to sleep that's also super important so if you're going to do intermittent fasting give yourself whatever time you sleep try to have your fast in three or three at least three hours before you go to bed so that the body is not still breaking down food while you're sleeping Full digestion should take place. That way your body is now just in a restful, peaceful state and it's just resting. It's not needing to digest food because the food has already passed through that portion of the process of, you know, you know, digesting and not just sitting in the stomach or not just sitting in the areas where the process is still in the beginning stages of taking place when it's breaking down food. Um, and so the reason why we're talking about this on this two for Tuesdays is because things that are so important to people as we get older is health in the form of weight loss and sleep and mental health. And just those, you know, those, you know, weight, weight, health, sleep. So Jack, you were saying, as we were started this conversation before we started recording, you were saying that you never had a problem with weight. You always ate what you wanted. You know, I, I bet there's people that envy people like you because <laughs> some people look at the ice cream and they put on pounds. Yeah, well, I'll tell you, it's, it's, uh, the interesting thing is, is my brother and I, we are 10 months and three weeks apart. You know, we're like what they would call Irish twins. Well, basically... <laughs> first time my mom and dad got back together after having a kid they had another one and, uh, <laughs> right away right away wow first time out the box back into the hospital so not even a year you said 10 months 10 months and three weeks your father didn't leave any he didn't leave any room I was the doctor's order was six weeks or something i guess he gave six and that's all he had and he had but after those six weeks, it was right back to baby number two. And uh, the interesting thing is, is well, imagine we're less than a year apart, but our bodies are vastly different. My brother gains weight. 
you know, he's always had a hard time, uh, you know, keeping the weight off. He's not really overweight, and he never got to a point where uh, I would consider him to be, uh, like, obese. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there, there's fat, there's heavy, there's thick, mm -hmm. type of thing. He's been heavy, you know, naturally thick, but... His body just doesn't break down pretty well. Mine, my life and metabolism mm. has always been super fast. So I can eat, even today, I can eat a lot of snacks, a lot of sweets, and my body just won't. Uh, you won't gain like, weight. For example, I, I, I have been between 150 and 160 for probably 30 years now. Wow. That... I've been below 150 and have not been below 160. Most of the time, I'm literally right in the middle, 154 to 156, and I can almost like just count that as a guarantee in my life. Well, then, can we count the blessings? I mean, literally, that's a blessing. I, I, a lot of people, probably even not just people just speaking from, you know, having to have a, a conflicting body that is different from yours, but probably from a medical standpoint, uh, you probably keep your doctor, you know, off your back. A lot of people, especially when they hit a certain age, cannot do that any longer. And so we, you know, part of this morning motivational moment is to count our blessings, you know, yes. is to remember how beautiful, because life can be fragile, it can be vulnerable. And a lot of people, health directly affected by weight is a huge factor in America. America is gravely, grossly overweight. I mean, we even see the yes. younger people now, when, I, when we were children, young people generally weren't overweight in great numbers that you see today. Obesity is definitely a huge factor in America. And what people in certain communities don't consider obese, by a national standard, especially by health standard, a lot of people would be surprised to know that they're obese including myself yeah, well, well one thing i can share with you is you know the last 13 years of my teaching career i have been doing elementary physical education mm -hmm. and uh i have seen a lot of young kids so imagine i work with the second through fifth grade this is about seven years old to 11. Mm -hmm. and uh i've never seen as many heavy set kids as, as I have presently. Right. And uh, I do believe that there's quite a bit of things that are going on that lead to these changes. And number one, the food is. What's in know, the food? Lots of preservatives. Lots of preservatives. Hormones. Yeah. Yes, there's things that are injected into food that allow it to stay fresh and edible for longer periods of time. But, but it's damaging to the body. Yes, 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 it is. It's foreign, it's chemical, you know. And it's not something that we will see immediately, but over time, it takes its toll. But I've seen a lot of younger kids lately mm -hmm. that are like what I would call borderline heavy. Yeah. When normally, they've been skinny, especially as you know, being 51 and I'm 58, we grew up in pretty much the same generation. Kids were outdoors all the time. Neighborhoods were filled with 
children everywhere you went. Mm-hmm. And I drive through the same neighborhood I grew up in. And it's like a ghost town. I drive down the street there. I rarely ever see children outside riding bikes or playing in the front yard. No, it's very true. And, uh, and I think that the lack of exercise and along with the preservatives and other chemicals that have been added to food, you know, it's, over the long, it's a long-term recipe i don't want to say for disaster disaster, brother let's be honest it is for disaster because we're setting the children up we are setting them up for long-term issues when it comes to health and cardiovascular if you look at it for instance I, i i see the same thing i clearly remember my niece she was a baby by two years old she was already developing breast and the doctor went to the doctor the doctor said take her off a chicken or I buy chicken with no hormones because the hormones in the chicken had caused a two-year-old child to already start to develop, a two-year-old baby to start develop, to develop breast. And yeah. it was due to the hormones in the food. More importantly, um, so I think- well, when, development, if I could jump in here, mm-hmm. that is the other thing mm-hmm. that I have seen that is quite shocking. To be totally honest with you, I mean, I'm, I'm dealing with, like I said, second, third, fourth, fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I see fourth and fifth graders mm-hmm. whose bodies are developing. Like you said, they're, they're getting breasts. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's not, it's not like they're fully developed, but it's like just the fact that someone is in fourth or fifth grade and they're, they're you know, at the beginnings of their growing into their adult body. Yeah. It's just weird. It is weird. I mean, I'm in class, I'm looking at a kid, and I'm like, they look worlds apart from the rest of their peers. But I have seen it more and more and more development, physical development, uh, you know, what we would call puberty, at much younger ages now. Yeah. And you know, the other thing uh, that I clearly remember is... I remember the president's council or the president's involvement in physical fitness in uh, PE in our younger, uh, not physical, uh, phys- uh, 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 you know, um, gym class. Um, I remember in fifth grade, like you want, you got the president's council award. You would get like little awards uh, for, you know, doing well in, in PE, physical education. Actually, had challenging yeah. physical fitness tests. They don't even do that in physical uh, education anymore, do they? Like, it's not well, as 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 robust and rig, uh, you know, rigorous as it was, or is well, it? Well, here's what I, well, here's where I can tell you. You know, now I may not be the expert on uh, dietary, uh, you know, approaches to life or sleep or other things. I've been doing it the last 13 years, like I said, elementary PE and the requirements. It's a joke. You know, we used to have a 50-yard dash with the time, you know, to see how fast kids were in. And they set that bar very high. Very few people could get the top of the fitness award. You had a 600-yard dash. Right. I mean, today we have what's called the mile walk run. We don't even time kids until they're 10 years old. So in other words, 
If you're in second grade, you're seven, you're eight, you're nine. As long as you can walk a mile within the hour of class time, you passed. Yeah, so the uh, bar has been lowered. Oh, when I mean lowered, I mean, my God. Oh, there is no like bar. put it on the ground and said, hey, if you can step over this, you're physically fit. And, and it's, uh, it's just, it's, it's terrible. We have a test where you lay on your stomach and you lift your chin up. Mm. And if you can do that, six inches off the ground, up to nine years old, you passed. You know, I haven't had a kid fail this test in 13 years. I mean, how is that a test? How is that really even indicative of of health? And like I said, we we lower the bar, and then. We, we lower our, our activity just because many people are engaged, many young people in, in, on their computers, their phones, uh, video games. Uh, and this isn't just a harp and, and be negative and say, oh, doom and gloom. No, but we have to but do something is, about it. We, we definitely we do, do have something. We point these things out. We do. And, and you and I, like you said, we, we're both... Even though we're in fairly good shape for our ages, and we always have kind of watched our bodies and, you know, taking time throughout periods of our life to exercise or, you know, watch what we eat. I, I often wonder, like, what's a kid today going to be like when they're 50 years old? If, if, if they can, you know, hopefully sustain and, and make it and, and, and take control because if you're already at age seven, eight, or nine and you are immensely overweight and no one is is helping you, you know, formulate and get back into place, one of the things that I see people doing is eating out a lot more. So eating out used to be a thing that we did on occasion when we were kids. And if we want to, most of the time when we ate out, it probably was a restaurant. McDonald's was not the substitute for dinner. And so I see a lot of parents, you know, unfortunately taking their children that are overweight, you know, to places like McDonald's and the children already have weight problems. So we're dealing with salt intake. We're dealing with children that probably have to, and you know, and, and this is out of love, obviously, because we all have family members or we all know someone. And we, so this is out of love. This is not out of judgment, but it is out of love. We have to take control as parents or as mentors, as role models and say, listen, young people, this is your life and this is another substitute for what you want or this is an alternative for what you want and you can still have moments of what you want because life is about enjoying life you just have to do yeah. everything in moderation and like my angelo says and even do some moderation also in moderation and so now i want to pivot on to uh because me and jack when we get together we can talk and so uh, I wanted to pivot onto just those spiritual elements. Even eating, it, it's the temple that we're in charge of preserving. It's the temple, both physically and spiritually, because to be holistic is mind, body, and soul. So Absolutely. the mind. I like, to call, I like to call it the triangle or the, uh, the pyramid. There you, you know, go. I, as you, but, but as you say, it's a temple, but it's, there are those three major areas well that is the whole body i think that's the total that's the total 
that that isn't total makeup because the mind being parts of how the brain forms the mind is i don't so i tried to research and find out what the mind is and the mind does involve thinking and rationale but it's not the actual essence of the brain but it is how the brain conceptualizes content and rationalizes you know you know behavior so the the mind is connected i uh, in out of the three well, to the brain well but yes and let's put it this way let's face it from from uh we feed our mind knowledge mm-hmm. the knowledge can come in positive and negative forms i mean if you're a kid and all you do is let's say watch violent shows all the time you don't watch any shows that maybe have romance or or love or you know some philosophical thinking or critical thinking to call it then all your mind knows is what it's absorbing you know if you listen to music that is constantly hyped up and, 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 and you know has lyrics that are constantly talking about the the, the negative you know violence, hedonism, uh, sexualism, whatever. Mm-hmm. It, you know, over time, what you absorb, you know, it begins to affect your, your mentality and how you think and how you view the world. And even though maybe we're getting a little away from the, the physical aspect of that, because there are ways, I believe, you can strengthen your mind that we're talking about physical strengthening of the mind might be memory, uh, you know, know. Right, so, um, you, you were talking about those, well, let me, so, then when we, sleep, sleep is another thing, you know, think mm-hmm. about sleep deprivation, well, how does that affect your, your mental, you know, when you're tired, and you haven't eaten, and you haven't slept, you know, that all, all those things, Absolutely. Wow. So one of the last three minutes, I wanted to uh, mention, um, so that was the mind. And then there's the the body, which is the physical makeup, which also correlates with the mind, sleep, um, what you take in, what you take in in reading, what you watch, what you listen to, how the mind conceptualizes all of that and how it affects the body. And then body, obviously eating, how we exercise, how we do things to protect the body and then there's the spiritual realm and so i want to wrap up on the spiritual realm excuse me which is the soul the spiritual realm because because taking care of mind which you, you mentioned what you watch what you listen to what you connect to then body how you eat how you exercise how you protect like that sleep. part of the temple how you sleep and then lastly yeah. is what are you doing spiritually because all of those things make the holistic woman and man all of those things make the I'll put it this way. All of those things make the make the holistic human. How you define yourself is is in your terms, but in we're all human, and how it defines the human. And so the spiritual realm. How do you? And on this last few minutes of wrapping up, how do you? Uh, how do you preserve your soul, your spirituality? What do you do? Well. I, I would say, you know what? Look at what we're, we're both doing right now. You get up early. You, you, I, I'll talk to you plenty of times. 
so your listeners may not know, but you always told me the first thing you do in the morning is when you open your eyes, you say thank you. Absolutely. That's a gratitude to the universe for once again another day of life. So what do what do you do? What does Jack do on the spiritual? Well, I can tell you today exactly. I woke up Mm -hmm. and I lay in the bed. I have my arm set every five minutes for about twenty to twenty five minutes, and I would stretch as I lay in the bed. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't really. have a prayer or even meditate during that time. I mean, I'm, I'm literally doing things as small as just moving my feet in circles. Right. No. Okay. I will throw my legs one way, turn my head the other way, loosens my back, my lower back. So just, I start off my day by loosening my body, but it's starting quiet. Uh, I don't really even, like I say, pray or meditate or listen, which... I would like to add because I, I do believe that that is also part of what you know Absolutely. to your soul and and being that we have this last minute and something left I wanted to say the spiritual component is the leading part for me I know when I'm feeling some sort of disconnect or agitated or frustrated it's connecting spiritually it's grounding myself spiritually so I wanted to speak um, to, as we close out, I wanted to say mind is super important body, but don't neglect the spirit, any of us, because it is actually the spirit that is the, is the defining characteristic of who you are. If you, what do you tell me all the time that we are? Spiritual beings having a physical experience and it's yes, super sir. important. So praying and meditation is what I do. Praying is you talking to God, speaking words, thoughts, energy, vibration, and meditation is the creator, God, source, universe, speaking back to you. And so I would encourage all of us as we take care of our mind, our body, don't neglect the spirit because that is the greater of the three, I would suggest. And like for me, when I get up in the morning, I immediately say thank you to the Creator, acknowledging that some people didn't wake up. I did. And before I get out of bed, I sh- then I stretch, and then when I get out of bed, I still continue to be in that mood of Thanksgiving. And then when I get into, then I take a long walk, which I'm about to do with my dogs in a few minutes. And that's when I, um, I just say thank you, Creator. In you, I live, I move, I breathe, and I take my breath. And I have my divine being. I thank the universe that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. And anyone that will speak up against me, their words will become their demise. And then yes. I also tell the universe that I'm grateful. I'm a solar panel absorbing light to become solar powered, to give back light. I want to be a beacon of light and love because light shines on dark places. It illuminates darkness in, our, in ourselves. And it cleanses and, and, and love heals, delivers, and sets free. Love liberates. It liberates people. And this is the thing that we must do. We must love because when we love, we liberate ourselves and we liberate others to be who they are without judgment. And so I want to just say to everyone, remember to breathe. Remember to meditate. Remember to give thanksgiving because humility, humbleness goes far. And if you don't understand how to connect with your spiritual energy, start with a thought and say, help me, talk to me, 
show me that you are real. The energy around you, the creative energy that the very best of who you are will show you what is best for your life. So I want to close out and say, Jack, I thank you, brother, once again for your inspiration, your words of life, and your words that bring this uh, two for Tuesdays to another level. Hey, man. It's, it's, it's the circle that you and I create when we get together. We, get, we let the energy stir to the other, and it becomes a positive swirl. Absolutely. You know? And uh, like we say, we, uh, in doing that, you know, sharing and remaining positive, which I think is another spiritual aspect. Absolutely. You know, to see that positive, which, which to me, you've already really hit it home with your attitude of gratitude, being grateful, being positive, because there are so many things that we could see as negative, but they... You know, it's like the glass half full, half empty, you know? You Absolutely. Just, you got to shake it off sometimes and find those, those half full moments. And, and, and go with it. Go with it. Give thanks and then ask, like you said, ask. Absolutely. You know, you know? Absolutely. So let's wrap up. Let's say, so what I wanted to, in closing, I wanted to say, remember this. We can have whatever we want. Therefore, say exactly what you want and believe exactly what you say. So for me, I say, I can have whatever I want. Therefore, I say only what I want and I believe exactly what I say. This has been another morning motivational moment on the sofa with Malik and Jack on Two for Tuesdays. Join us next Tuesday if you'd like to hear from Jack again, which I know you want to because he always has words of life, words of encouragement. Enjoy your day and remember, nothing or no one can ever stop you from achieving your life's desires because you and I are the captain of our ships. Blessings to all of you. Hey, Jack, man, it was always good talking to you, brother. Good talking with you too, Malik. Nothing but love for you, man. Nothing and but love. For all the listeners out there, nothing but love for you all as well. And uh, I wish everybody a wonderful Fantastic day, and uh, keep your heads up and stay positive. And on that note, enjoy the rest of your day. Blessings to you. Ciao. Blessings.